Welcome to the ongoing story of the Bible, Season 10, Living Under Occupation. The time is now around 27 AD. For over 20 years, Jesus lives in Nazareth, and as a man, he works in his father's business as a carpenter and builder. At the age of 30, Jesus' cousin John immerses him in the River Jordan to signify a cleansing from sin. And when Jesus emerges from the water, some hear a voice in the sky saying, This is my dear son with whom I am pleased. Episode 4. Jesus takes the stage. After his immersion, Jesus retreats alone to the desert. Here he eats nothing. Eventually, three solutions are offered to him by the adversary, the devil. The devil asks, why doesn't Jesus turn stones into bread? Jesus replies with Moses' teaching, saying that you cannot live by bread alone. Then the adversary shows Jesus the world's kingdoms and offers them to him in exchange for Jesus worshipping the devil. Jesus declines with Moses' teaching with words from scripture once more, saying that only God is to be worshipped and served. Now for a third time, the adversary, the devil, takes Jesus to the top of the temple in Jerusalem and quotes scripture to him. The adversary says that God will order angels to protect Jesus if Jesus throws himself from the temple. For the third time, Jesus replies with scripture. Quoting with Moses' teaching, he says, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Now Jesus is home, and on the Sabbath, goes to the synagogue and stands up to read the portion of scripture for the day. He reads from the book of Isaiah and starts, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me and has anointed me to announce good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the imprisoned and renewed blind, to release those who have been crushed, to proclaim a year of the Lord. Jesus is in mid-sentence, hands back the Holy Scroll to lead discussion about the scripture. And now Jesus makes an announcement. He says that he is the fulfillment of the words he has read. The men are outraged, and Jesus says that earlier prophets weren't acknowledged either. So now he is dragged from the synagogue and out of town for blasphemy. The men want to throw Jesus off a cliff but he escapes through the crowd unharmed. So Jesus leaves and moves to Capernaum, a neighboring town in Galilee and a major trade route. Jesus tells people to turn from their sins, to repent, and that God's kingdom is near. Now on the north of the Sea of Galilee, he invites men to follow his teaching about God's kingdom. Over the next months, Jesus chooses 12 men, a representation of Israel's 12 tribes. These are to be students, his disciples. At Lake Kinneret, Peter, Andrew, James and John put down their nets and join him. Then he meets a civil servant, a tax collector, Levi, known as Matthew. He meets a political activist zealot called Simon, six men, Philip, Bartholomew, Thomas, James, and Judas. Now Jesus takes his friends traveling to a wedding in Canaan, and the wine runs out. Mother Mary says that Jesus will know what to do. He asks her what it has to do with either of them, and time hasn't come. But Mary tells servants to do whatever Jesus says, and he says, 
to fill six ceremonial washing jars with water. Then Jesus tells the servants to draw water. As they do so, it turns into wine. When the wine steward tastes it, he asks the bridegroom why he has served the best wine last. A few days after the holiday, Jesus' followers join him on the Passover road trip from Galilee to Jerusalem over several days. When they visit the temple, its outer courts are full of traders. Some sell animals for sacrifice, while others operate a temple bureau de change. Only temple currency can be used to buy temple products. Jesus makes a whip from cords, using it to drive the traders out. Then he overturns the money changers' tables. Sometime later, Jesus is visited by a Pharisee, Nicodemus. But he is confused and finds Jesus to discuss things with him. Jesus tells him only a person who is born again can see God's kingdom. Jesus said that a person must be born from water and spirit. He says that those who trust in God's Son may have eternal life. You can read these stories in the Bible Gospels, the Good News, the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. And you can read the corresponding scriptures being fulfilled in the Old Testament in the books of Isaiah, Deuteronomy and Psalms. Old Testament books establish God's relationship with man. The books put the Hebrews center stage to demonstrate the faithfulness and holiness of their God. The scripture's purpose is that through the Hebrews, God's blessing will be brought to the entire world. Therefore, texts were primarily Hebrew, and as culture and language changed, they were translated into Greek. In the city of Alexandria, 70 scribes were said to have worked on the project for its very famous library. This was completed around 200 BC, and these texts are known as the Septuagint, which is Greek for 70. Jewish scholars decided that some writings should not be included, and these are known as the Apocrypha, which is the Greek word meaning hidden. The Bible can be viewed as God's ongoing love story, it starts with him creating all things to live first in relationship with him and then each other. Conflict arises when people choose not to engage with him. Each person's choice is the same. Whether to realise their creator is love and surrender to him, in love, or to reject him. The story is interwoven. Track back the roots to see its beginnings and look forward to see its conclusions. Listen in for the next instalment of the ongoing Bible story. These podcasts, called Full Circle, are based on the author's best knowledge at the time of production. They have been created from the Bible texts, commentaries and historical studies. The Bible is God's living word, and its story and learning is unfolding and ongoing. Thanks to Bible translators some of whom gave their lives to give us its words, you can delve into its pages and start your own journey of discovery today.